Howdy everybody, and welcome to tonight's episode of the Fab Five campaign here on the Random Rhapsody Network. As always, we are live streaming our sessions on twitch.tv first, and then we'll be uploading the episodes to YouTube and on podcast one week later. If you enjoy what you see here, feel free to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, and you can check us out on Facebook as Random Rhapsody TV or on Twitter as at random underscore Rhapsody. So, when we last left off, the Fab Five had been sent to investigate an individual known only as the Dream Witness, a mysterious member of the Cult of the Dreamer. With the help of Tomas Rothen, the group tracked the cult to an island far to the east of Laveran, where they discovered the ruins of an ancient keep with its dungeons leading down deep into the waters of the lake. Far below the surface of the water is in an underground cavern, the group discovered an underwater temple guarded by several giant sharks. Apollyon used his newly won trident of fish command to dominate one of the sharks, turning the creature on its pair before sending the enchanted creature away before the spell ended. As the group continued to explore the temple, they were assaulted by two people and their small shark companions. While the Aquan creatures did have better tactics in the water, the Fab Five proved to be much stronger a threat than they could handle. After finding a strange tentacle-shaped key in the back sleeping chamber, the Fab Five followed the temple's winding pathway lower into its underbelly. There the group found several corridors leading a large wide open chamber with half a dozen humanoids in pale robes that tended a large growth of coral and plant life, overseen by a pair of chules and saugen. Apollyon attempted to stealthily swim into the chamber for a better look, but was unfortunately spotted by the watchful eyes of a saugen who immediately called the alarm. The party fought bravely against their adversaries, slaying all of the creatures, including the robed humanoids, who seemed more interested in protecting the monsters with their bodies than fighting the Fab Five. And so, Fab Five. With the monsters now slain, some of you moved to collect the heads of the creatures you found in the chamber, while others of you begin to look about the area you now find yourselves in. For those removing the heads, it is a rather grim task. The humanoids in robes seem mostly human in appearance, though their skin has an unearthly translucency uh, to its appearance. The hair on their heads seem to have no color at all under your dark vision, and their eyes are sunken in, and their cheeks are gaunt and hollow in their, in their faces. They wear no, no clothing other than the hooded robes that barely seem to cling to their bodies as it floats around them, and around their necks you can see a thin length of leather cord with a small crystal amulet attached to it. It really isn't a difficult task to remove their heads if you guys are planning on collecting those as well. But as you begin the, to do the task, um, the water begins filling around you with dark clouds of blood 
that leave you all kind of choking back as you wretch, uh, choking back a wretch as you work. Um, as you do, um, as you all, uh, as the rest of you all begin searching about the chamber, a question comes to each of your minds. And that question is, where does your character feel the most at home? Blood, why don't you go ahead and start? We can't hear you. Had to mute because my kids are being assholes. Uh, I don't know if I really feel at home anywhere anymore. After I lost my home, I've been moving from place to place, so I haven't really found that one spot that really truly feels like home to me anymore. Okay. Vale, how about you? Well, Vale feels most comfortable in cemeteries, mausoleums, crypts, graveyards, morgues, burial mounds, necropolises, tombs, catacombs, and all sorts of things such as, uh, such as those. Okay. Um, Bud, once again, your, your, your audio is choppy as hell. Um, I did hear uh, mausoleums, crypts, any places that the dead are, are placed and so on and so forth. So I did kind of hear your answer, but it was like chopping in and out robot most of the time, just so you know. So you might want right. to check out. Sorry for that. No, you're fine. Yeah. We're, we're kind of used to it, bud. No worries. Apollyon. While, while you guys are answering, I'm going to try to reset my computer. Sounds good. Apollyon, you're next. Place I feel most at home is in the ring. The drama... The action, the cheers, the blood, sweat, and tears. I could live it out day in and day out, uh, except for the beatings and being away from my family and my dear biscuit. But I just forget about those times. It's all about the glory, baby. Indeed it is. Liam, how about you? I'd have to say I feel the most at home when I'm alone in the woods, surrounded by trees, stuff like that. Underwater, this is just, this is terrible. I hate it. It is pretty terrible, I have to admit. All that dark, slimy, slightly salty water. Ugh, cold as hell. Eloise, how about you? I mean, as long as I'm surrounded by nature, I'm pretty comfy. But I'm pretty sure I could get used to anything. Well, most anything. I don't think I'd want to stay in a town for too long. My favorite place is back home, though, with, with my... Back home. <laughs> I like it. Okay, then. So, Fab Five. As you all look around the room, the first thing you, you see is the very large bed of spindly coral in the center of the chamber. Seaweed from... Let's see. Seaweed and various other underwater plants form a thick carpet 
along the lower level of this chamber that seems to wave gently in the currents as you all you, that you all seem to be causing from the swimming. Um, give me one second. You, I'm, uh, I'm moving you right now. On that map. Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's what I was about to ask, actually. Yep, I was I was in the process of moving you as I was talking. Sorry, I always speak five seconds too soon. I'm an ass. I'm sorry. No worries. It's all good. Anyway. So, back where Tomas is swimming is a high platform with two pairs of stairs going down on either side towards the plant bed below. A large statue rises up between the two stairs, which um, is right here on the map. Let me show you here. Looks like a bull from above? Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like from above. I was just, I, I needed a, some, an image for, for you guys to see, so I kind of put that in. What is the statue of? Well, I'm getting ready to tell you. Um, where was I? Yes. A large statue that rises up between the two stairs and two smaller ones um, to either side of the left and the right of that larger one. Um, each depicting a featureless woman wearing a hooded cloak, each standing in a different pose. One kind of upright with its hands, kind of like this, uh, thinking, another with its arms crossed, and another with its arms behind its back. Um, down on the southern end of the chamber is a small passageway that leads to a closed door. Blocking this pathway are thick iron bars that extend downward from the ceiling and into the floor, and another set going horizontally along the passage from eastern side to the opposite. So, Fab Five, what are you guys wanting to do? Okay. Um, so after we've collected the heads, because I marked down after last or at the end of last game, uh, two. So how again? Two chul, six human. Correct. Six humanoid. Yes. Yeah, they're like abomination humans. <laughs> they're um, they're definitely odd looking with that pale, almost translucent skin. And the long, colorless hair—it's—it's it's like if somebody's been—if uh, like if a corpse had been underwater for too long, and it gets kind of that bloaty look. That's kind of what you're getting here. Um, is there? You said it, this this center stuff was like coral or plant or something. Yeah, the entire thing is one gigantic uh, coral mound. Um, going from. The bottom of the water, which um, the stairs themselves descend about 20 or so feet to that floor. Um, the coral uh, growing upward goes grows about 30, 35 feet, I estimate, from the top to the bottom. Um, there's probably another 10, maybe 15 feet more above that uh, to the ceiling. I want to go down and examine these iron bars on the southern door. Okay, they are extremely thick iron bars. Like you can fit your arm, your fist around it, but um, your middle finger and your thumb don't completely connect. Um, as I said, they they go 
some of them go down, others go across um, in a kind of zigzag pattern, leaving small gaps that you could probably fit like a grapefruit a grapefruit through, or maybe a bit of your arm, but you, as big as your bicep is, Apollyon, it probably stops about halfway up. Okay, interesting. Is there any sort of like a lever or uh, some kind of switch that would uh, retract it? Make a perception check. Uh, that's a 16. Oh, I don't know why it's advantage. That's fine. A 16, you're kind of looking around the walls nearest, and you can see as you're looking up along the bars, you can see where they go in f or come out from the wall and set into the ceiling. Um, barely even an a millimeter of a gap between that and the stone itself. It's pretty tight in there. Um, look, you kind of look around the side walls, uh, touching stones, um, looking for anything out of the ordinary. You don't see any levers or, um, or even any um, torch sconces or anything like that. Nor do any of the the stone walls that you push. You don't, you don't find any buttons or anything like that. Would I be able to surmise like? how long this area has been underwater? Like, the total area, not just the room we're in. Um, go ahead and make a nature check. Thirteen. You're kind of looking along the walls themselves, judging the, the algae along the edges, um, which is very thick. It's a, almost slick to your touch when you feel the stone. You judge that this has been underwater for a very, very long time. It's hard. It's hard to guess, but hundreds of years, maybe even longer. Okay. Cool. Do I ask the plants? Do you want to cast speak with plants? Well, okay. is that? Is that a spell or is that a ability mm -hmm. you can do multiple no, times? No, it's a, a spell. Day? If you think that that would be a good use of that spell versus holding it for offense or defense, is it a ritual? I don't believe so. Nah. Nope. Mm. Unlike its counterpart, speak with animals, which is. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm feeling pretty tired after all of this fighting. I gotta uh, relax and uh, train up again. Well, rest isn't out of the question. I don't know about spending a long time down here, but... Uh, maybe these statues have something to do with opening those gates. Uh, and I want to start checking start out... There the are a few statues in the room the, to the, to the uh, west of here. We'll check those out as well. But I would think there would be something to open those gates. It's got to be in this room. So what are you investigating? He wanted, I want to have him start looking at the, the, two, like the two smaller statues first, and then look at the bigger statue. Get in real depth and see if there's something about them that maybe there's something like... I mean, not as cheesy as pull an arm down, but, you know, something about them to see if they have anything to do with potentially opening those gates. Okay. Go ahead and make your investigation check. I clicked it. Oh, there it's coming. 19. 
So you come over to the um, statue, which is on the eastern side of this room. The, the, the statue itself appears to be made of marble. It's about five feet tall as opposed to the one in the middle, which is closer to about 15 feet tall. Or, I'm sorry, no, it's larger than that. This room, this is, that statue in the middle is about 30 feet tall. It goes pretty damn high up towards the ceiling. Um, so you can see much more detail on that one than on this one. But they all seem to have the same features. Um, a woman figure in a cloak, uh, very much void of any real discernible detail. Uh, skin all smooth. Um, other than the cloak, there's really no features on the body itself. Other than you can see the bumps of breast and the shape of the hips, which uh, give you the impression of female. I mean, if it's been underwater for a few hundred years, I'm sure a lot of it's been just over time worn away. Is Most statues there... are painted, also. Is there hmm. anywhere? Well, I wasn't done. Is... <laughs> I wasn't oh, done right, yet. Go ahead. It's Sorry, okay. Go ahead. Um, at the feet of them, of the statues, they're all standing on what appears to be a bit of a dais, a raised dais of marble carved in the, a motif with a large tree in the center. Its upper branches are supporting the cloaked woman, um, and you can see a large eye in the center of the tree. There's a staircase that leads downward from the tree, from the center of the, the iris itself, um, down towards the base. And it has multiple humanoid outlines, uh, which are depicted walking down the staircase from the eye, with even more humanoid shapes around the base of the dais, worshipping the tree in a variety of poses. With your 19 in the center of the tree's eye, you can see a single keyhole inset into the stone. You, ca you take a moment and swim towards the other two statues, and you can s all three of them are identical on the base. And in the center of each eye in the tree, you find a different shaped keyhole. Are any of them that we found before? We bring to the that we opened up like a tooth up. You are breaking up horribly, bud. Yeah, I think my anger is about to put that. Yeah, okay. Okay, you're going to reset. Dang, all kinds of technical difficulties today. Yeah, seems like it. Have so. we checked, um, like, all the bodies and stuff in here for any keys? I know we took their heads, but... As you took their heads, you kind of you kind of felt around and searched them. And, but as I said, they don't have anything on underneath the robes. Completely naked bodies. Um, they do have an amulet or that was around their necks that, as you cut off the heads, they kind of all floated down to the bottom. Um, which are, as I said, um, crystalline-shaped uh, amulets with a leather thong around it for a necklace. Are they, like, um, glowing or anything? They're not glowing or anything like that, um, but they, they do seem very similar to the ones you guys found upstairs in the chamber with those uh, leather-looking hats or caps. 
Were the uh, statues in the room that I went to the left for? Were the were they similar statues to these statues? Um, you didn't get a great look at them. They seem to be more um, just statue. They seem to be statues, but they also seem to be kind of wrapped in kelp and and plant. And it, you get you didn't get get to see much more than general person shape. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, if that's the case, then I'll go back and I'll I'll check out where I saw those before. I'll go with him. Okay. So, like so start just taking kelp off, or would that would there be a role for that? Well, so as you guys, um, you Vale and the zombie go. Well, you and Vale go swimming. The zombie kind of very slowly shambles through the water behind you. Um, the chamber opens up to reveal a wide and oblongly shaped room with four alcoves in it. Each of the alcoves contains the statue of a warrior um, with kelp that uh, covers the floor beneath the statues which has grown up to wrap around um, the statue itself here and there to partially obscure their features. You can also see to the south that there are a pair of double doors that are closed. So the statues uh, are, are here. There, 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 and there. And one right next to where I am? Yeah, right there next to you. The, you can see one of those stone statues um, with the kelp kind of wrapping around it. Go ahead and make a perception check if you're gonna. If you're, are you investigating it? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to try and pull some kelp off and take get a good look at this thing. So a perception, you said. Yeah. That's an eight. So you, you kind of begin to start pulling off bits of, of this kelp, and you see underneath it a mar stone marble statue. Um, this has a bit more features than the women statues you saw in the previous room. Um, you can see like a nose and a bit of a line for a mouth and a bit of uh, carving for the eyes, but you can also see that these have been weathered and have been down here for an extremely long time, so a lot of the detail has eroded. On the you you put, as you kind of ripped some of this uh, kelp free, you can see a little bit of fabric. However, has come loose from the kelp, and is floating a little bit in the water. There, there was fabric on the kelp underneath the kelp. Like it might have been on the statue or something. Yeah, it's definitely you can you're kind of looking at it, and you can see that. There is a bit of fabric floating there underneath the kelp. Excuse me, that's been wrapped around the statue. I'm gonna. Um, can I investigate that uh, fabric a little more and see possibly if there's anything else underneath it? Yeah. Um, you're wanting to like pull away some more of the kelp and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give this a thorough uh, investigation if if I could. Then yeah, go ahead and make your investigation. Oh, that's a six. <laughs> can, can he have an advantage since I'm helping him? Well, I mean, you both kind of did rolls on your own for this. Um, yeah. 
as you're pulling away some of the some of the kelp, you're you're not really seeing a whole lot more of that fabric. Um, you're you're just seeing stone underneath the kelp. Uh, maybe I'll go check another statue. Yeah. Let's get this one in the northwest corner. Okay. So, you swim up to the statue and begin looking it over, and it too seems very, very similar. Um, a, ra- a statue wrapped in in kelp, uh, obscuring most of its features. It seems a little bit more uh, defined. Than the one previous that you guys were looking at, there's a little bit more details in the face, but it's does not move. It's simply waits as you look it over. But now that we've seen these, these don't look like the same female statue from the center room, right? It's it's definitely not a cloaked woman. Um, you see, there are more features on these faces than on the previous ones. Um, you you kind of get the idea from the square of the jaw that it's possibly more masculine than feminine in detail, but it's hard to tell. All right, I'm going to try and go over to this one, and I'd like to roll sleight of hand, expecting there to be a piece of cloth on this one. That if I if I I'm a little bit more dexterous about how I grab at this. I might get a better piece. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Seventeen. So you reach out, uh, feeling through the kelp, grasping, trying to find something in there that feels cloth-like. And you do grasp something right along the leg of this statue. You do grasp a handhold of fabric. And as you squeeze it, you're like, what the hell is this? And you kind of look up just in time as both of the statues pull short swords out and stab into the both of you. And I'm going to need you to roll for initiative. And they are rolling to attack. Gotcha. So they got a surprise round. So that's a 20 to Liam and a 17 to Vale. Yeah, that hits. That misses. (laughs) Wow. Eight for initiative. So, Liam, you're staring up at this as this short sword just plunges down into your shoulder, piercing you deep into the bone of your shoulder blade. Doing five points of damage. I'm back. Should I be in the main chamber, or should I be in here with them and roll initiative? Um, you were not in, with them. It was just the two of them who who went okay. in there. All right, right main. Does Liam make a noise when he gets stabbed? Yeah, there was quite a loud uh, yelp. <laughs> okay, are we able to? I'm going to say, so I'm going to say that um, in that moment, you guys all were probably able to hear. uh, Actually, you know what? I got a better idea. Roll perception. Eloise, Blood, and Apollyon. 
24. Let's take that 20. Sweet. It's taking its sweet time for roll 20. That's being a pain in the ass. Mine's plus eight if you just want to roll d20 for me. Or am I about to fucking. Yeah. You rolled a 12 plus whatever it is. Eight. So two 20s and a 24? Yeah, I'd say you all, all heard Liam scream out in pain. So go ahead and add yourselves to initiative. Hey, double digits! Well, when roll 20 wants to operate, I will. Here, I'll roll it for you. Yeah, mine's plus nine. Everybody got a 16. You rolled a you 24. Rolled four. Fucking, fucking blood. blood. <laughs> I don't know why you gotta say it so. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just playing. Yeah, let me. God damn it! This is just. I hate roll twenty. All right. Yes. I'll be there in a second. So I guess so you I guess just gonna move, move me along the hallway. Did all four statues come alive? Well, the two in front of you did, but. We're going to go ahead and start things off with Blood from a Stone, still dealing with your uh, technical issues, so what do you want to do? Start, move me down the hallway, and if I can get a vantage, like a that maybe that one that's on Veil, I think he's at the top one. If I can see it, take a shot at it. Okay, so you were down, um, swimming around near the lower, the, the large statue um, about this time. So you're going to need to, it, there's going to be a, it, it's, there's, it's, it's kind of weird because you're also going to have to add some for you to go up. So you're going to have to swim upward about at an angle, about 10 feet to get to right about here. So from there, you, you can move out into the quarter. How much is your full movement? It's 30, but if you, you can do feline agility and bonus action dash. Uh, so it would be 60 and then 120 but if it's difficult terrain underwater yeah, that's halved so 60. so 60 okay perfect so then you you move um kind of at an angle for 10 feet to get up to about to get up to about right there um and then you have another 50 feet 5 10 15 20 25 30 35 40 45 50 so what you would be able to see from that is there is this odd shape of a kelp, a thing, a thing covered in kelp, holding a short sword, who um, you're, it's, you can see it standing in front of Vale, and you can see Liam down below. That um, blood is, seems to be coming up from his shoulder. So, what are you wanting to do? Well, my character sheet's still low, and so just go ahead and take a shot at the one that's by Vale with the uh, crossbow. Okay. If it'll load for me. Yeah, I can do it for you. Um, are you wanting to do the sharpshooter? Uh, you know what? Go for yes, it. Yes, always sharp. Okay. 
I think I did this right. We'll, we'll find out. Well, that's a nat 20 for you. That's a critical! <laughs> so yeah, that definitely hit. Alright, sweet. Um, you yeah. do have sneak attack on this as well, because he had no fucking clue that you were there. And assassinate since he's the first in the round? No, because they got a sneak that, attack round, yeah, so no. Say he got that opening swing, so yeah, it wouldn't... But yeah, uh, if you can... Whew. Yeah! It wouldn't matter if you got a crit anyway. Yeah. That's a lot of damage right there. 36, uh, 40, 49... 49 plus 13. So, 62? 62 points of Am damage. Yeah, no, I think... That's 52. Uh, 36. Well, well, plus 9 is 45, plus, plus 4 is... I think it's 59. 49 plus... 13. Yeah, plus 8 is 57, plus 5 is 62. Yeah, so no, 62. Right. You're right. Hey, math! 62. Yeah, yes, you were 100% right, and then everybody just watched us try to do math. <laughs> Um, so sorry about that. However, yes, absolutely. You one hit this little bastard. You shout out and go, You're welcome, Vale. All you do is you run up, you see this form looming over Vale with a short sword in his hand. You pull your, your crossbow out, shoot, um, immediately goes shooting through the air, punctures the thing right between the eyes, and you just see it sink back and float a little bit. Dead as a fucking doornail. Yeah, my shit should. Looks like it's kind of moving. I just can't Got control it. my character right now, but my character sheet's working. Okay. That's it for blood. Yep. Apollyon, you're up next. All right. Uh, I'm gonna dash. Uh, remember, you are. You, this is coral. Okay, you are on dis difficult terrain right now. Um, the the coral itself is about thirty feet tall, so you're going to have to use about. Um, you can't go around it, which probably would make it easier. Um, and you're kind of going at an angle to try to get there. Um, how, how much movement do you have? Forty normally. Okay, so yeah, it'd be twenty underwater. So I can move forty total with a dash. You can, yeah, so you can go ahead and move. I can get to there. Yeah, that, that should be fun. Okay. That's it for Apollyon's turn. Next up, we have the statues' turn. Or what you thought were statues. Now that you guys are all kind of, are looking at them a little bit closer... You're realizing that these are actually men, clad in armor. And as they move and the kelp rips away from their bodies, you can see the pale flesh that you've seen previously with those um, individuals in the other room with the coral. Same pale, white, um, almost translucent skin. But these things seem to be moving to attack. The first one. I'm swimming out. Let's see. How much speed does it have? 
five, ten. Yeah, it's coming up and swimming towards you, Liam. You're the nearest one there. Um, it sees that. It sees the zombie. This one is pulling a longsword out from its side. And it is taking two swings, one at both you and the zombie. Eleven towards Liam, which I assume misses. That's a miss. Twenty-four to the zombie, which I assume hits. Yep. 13 points of slashing damage on the zombie. Okay. I'm not getting that next roll. I might be freezing here. Oh, there it goes. You say 13? 13. Roll 20. It's taking its time. Yes, it is. Okay. The second... Uh, statue the one that first attacked you liam it's its turn now and it is attacking you again with its short sword making two attacks first is a 14 which i assume misses misses the second is a 24 hits and that's six points of piercing damage That's it for their turn. Liam, you're up. Uh, after the yelp, you probably hear him scream out, Flame liquor! And he pulls out the flame tongue flail for the attack to the one that with the short sword. Okay, I like it. Does an 18 hit? Can you do fire damage underwater? You can. Fire. Yep. Fire. And an 18 does hit. Seven bludgeoning, seven fire. 14 points of damage as you smash this uh, kelp covered man with your flaming flail. All right, he's going to take a second smash. Mm. Or not. Unfortunately, this it that the the motion of hitting him the first time kind of pushes him back in the water, and oh. your second strike mixes. Like, honestly, the first strike should have been a ten. I'm sure I should be at disadvantage, shouldn't I? Actually, yes, you are correct. So no points of so damage. So no points of damage. Guy. All right. Second attack, no points of damage again. Uh, then I am going to do an unarmed strike to the one with the long sword. Does a 14 hit? A 14 does not hit. Alright. Uh, then Flurry of Blows. I'm going to attempt to uh, do a second unarmed strike at him. Okay. 18. The 18 does hit. Okay, 18 hits, yes. Uh, 9 points of bludgeoning to him. And then with uh, 25 feet of movement, I am going to swim away. 
Okay, well, let's see. Now, you did, you were able to hit this guy. However, you did not hit this guy. So he is going to be able to make a... about mobile is that all I have to do is take a swipe at them, hit them or not. Yeah. Because of my evasive movements, they get no attack of opportunity, hit or not. Hmm. Yeah. Yep, whether you hit or not, it's great. That's what's great. That's right. That's right. Okay. I suppose. That's... Nah, it's fine. That's my turn. It's fine. I'll allow it. My, why is my uh, my camera is all funky today? Anyway, it is Eloise's turn. Eloise, what you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna swim for it. Uh, no, I'm gonna shout out. Is everyone okay? Not for another half an hour. If you left blood, no. I'm not hungry. Yeah, Go ahead and eat. Like we need you in here now. Okay. Um, I had made myself a sandwich. I'm good. Oh, I don't know if I want to turn into a shark. You won't know. It's me, though. Okay, never mind. I'm just gonna... Yeah, I'm gonna dash swim for it. What? What? I'm swimming. Oh, no, sorry. I, my wife is over here talking to me. Yep, go ahead. I would think your shark would probably look. We'd be like, oh, that's an Eloise shark. Eh, would you, though? Would you? It could be like you? a shark with white scales. I mean, shit, she can do what she wants, can't she? More or less. You can make it look how you want, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah fuck it. I'm gonna turn into a shark. <laughs> okay. Hammerhead shark. A, a, <laughs> an, a uh, pearlescent white shark. There's yeah, there's a hunter shark I see, but um, I think at my level I can do a reef shark. I think that's all I can do. Yeah, I did. I did find the reef shark. I don't think I can go. I can go bigger than that yet. You would never room okay. down the hallway anyway. Mm. If you were a great white. Or the giant. Whatever. Well, Eloise. There you have a reef shark. As you transform into this uh, creature, uh, you should be able to control it now, too. And you even have a character sheet for it. <gasps> That's so helpful. Especially for the attacks. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... And Eloise has disappeared. Oh. Can you still see oh. through the shark? Uh, no, everything's dark. Okay, I'll fix it for you. Should I move Eloise instead? Like, if I move Eloise, will it move both? Or should I be controlling the shark? I'm trying to make it so you can con just control the shark. Okay. Um... Okay, how about there? Okay, now I can see. Um... Uh, what was I gonna ask? Oh, right. Um, can I dash as 
the shark? I don't see why not. Cool. So then I will be able to... Well, does it take your action to transform into the shark? It does. Well, there you go then. Okay, so then I will just get 40 feet of movement this round. Are you able to move the shark? Uh, yes. I just don't know what depth I'm at. Um, you, the floor where you are is about 10 feet down from the wall, so honestly, moving up at an angle, you're going to make that 10 feet of movement anyway. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Alright, so then, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, whoop, 35, or... No, I can go diagonal. 35, 40. Ha-ha. There you go. That's where I'm at. And you should be able to see Blood and Liam and a little bit beyond over there. Yeah. I can see Blood, Liam, and Vale. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next up, we have Vale. What you doing, Vale? All right. Have any of those uh, statue human things taken damage? Yeah, one of them did. The uh, the longsword one took damage. Okay, so that's the one standing next to um, the zombie. Uh, Vale's going to command the zombie to grapple that uh, the longsword one, but first she's going to reposition the zombie. He's going to have him grapple, which I believe is just a strength check. Yes. So the zombie got a 20. Get those dead, dead arms to... Oh, he rolled a 10. Those dead goblin arms. So yeah, um, the, the zombie goes walking underwater um, a little bit around this uh, statuesque man, then grasps onto him and just wraps his arms around the man, holding him tight and grappling him. All right, and uh, Vale is going to raise his hand and point his finger at that same at the same uh, statue and told the dead uh, DC sixteen wisdom save. And that is a natural twenty. Nice deflection. Yes, so you try to toll the dead on him, and he fights back as hard as he can, willing himself uh, to be spared. Blood from a stone? Or do you have anything else? Okay. Uh, can you, get, I guess, give me back control of my token? Because I can't move it right now for some reason. I can reset roll 20. I don't want to have to do that in case it does fuck it takes forever. Try now. Try to move them now. Yeah. yeah, well, let me fucking reset it one more time. Hopefully it doesn't take forever. Okay. But I would think I've got just 15 feet of movement, you know, difficult terrain at half speed, so I can get up to the edge there of the wall, and I could probably get an eye on the one that uh, Vale's zombie is holding. Yeah, I'd say you'd be able to. Uh, 
you want to go ahead and give me a, take a shot at him while it's reloading, and then that should uh, eco sharpshooter again. Okay. And hopefully I'll get sneak attack because he's got. I've got an ally there. Um. He's an ally. I suppose. <laughs> they think it's like a fine familiar act as an ally could act as an ally too. But yeah, get him up there, take a shot, full bore. Yeah, that's a twenty-one to hit. So definitely gonna hit. Yep, roll the damage for me. It's starting to load back up. Okay, so. 47, 45. 45 points of damage as the zombie is holding on to the statue of a man. The man's wiggling about. His chest just comes in and that perfect shot um, comes to you. And you aim and shoot directly into his torso doing massive damage. And you, as you see blood kind of fountain upward, you see him choking a little bit and coughing from the blood. He is still alive, however. You know what? I guess if I can bonus action, can I like toss my short sword, like kind of like skid it in the water towards Liam? You're tossing your short sword towards like, Liam? Like skim it in the water, like in his direction, so he could uh, be like, I was like, here, use this one instead of your big dumb weapons. So he can, so he has something smoother to use. Yeah, I'd say I'll allow a bonus action for you to draw your um, short sword and just kind of do a, a toss forward and towards his direction. Um, it'll clang. It'll it's heavy, so it'll go a little bit and clang down, probably about five feet in front of him. Just so he right about there. Yeah. Something easier to use because Blood has had this argument with him in the past that he's like, "Keep your damn weapon." <laughs> okay, that's it for Blood. Apollyon, you're up next. Alright, same thing. I'm going to push off and do a little swim and do a dash. And get right here next to Eloise. I just realized I forgot to put uh, Tomas in in order. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about him. Oh, yeah. He makes a perception check, doesn't he? He, he would have seen everybody else, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if everybody else swam off and hoped that he would come. He's like, are you guys? You guys are playing with me, right? He'll, he'll just be right about there. That's his movement, so that's fine. Anyway, uh, Pollyon, go ahead. Yeah, that's all I can do. I'm just trying to get to the action. Fair enough. Okay. Next up, we come to the statue. The statue men. I don't, I don't know what the hell else to call them. The the veterans is what they say in order. Um, the one that's currently grappled by a veil zombie. He is turning around and with his weapon, he is going to be hacking down at the zombie, trying to slash at it. I also realized that he should have been rolling at disadvantage earlier because he's using a longsword. Because he used a longsword in his turn. But that's okay. We'll do it now. So the zombie might not have taken that damage. I don't think so. Uh, it w We're dealing with it, dude. Don't be a dick about it. 
Alright, well that the f- neg- or that one definitely doesn't hit. Yes, the one definitely doesn't hit. Uh, the 16, however, probably does. Is anyone yeah, else seeing two bloods? I can't fucking move any of them, so I can't see any of them. It's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> I still can't move the token. I don't know what the hell's going on. So that's seven points of slashing damage down into the zombie. Okay. It's companion, which is this guy over here. He is swimming up towards you, Vale. 5, 10, 15 feet there. And he is taking... He has a short sword in his hand, and he is taking two stabs at you. Oh, that should not have been a disadvantage, because he's using a short sword. But I assume a 10 misses anyway. Correct. And the second one is an 11. Wow. He's swinging horribly on you, but he is now on you. Vale shows no sign of fear or concern. He's just staring at this thing, taking wide slashes at him. Okay, Liam, you're up next. Alright. Liam's gonna look at the sword, then look at the statue guy. And go to the statue guy, not picking up the sword. And he's going to take two swings with his uh, flame tongue flail. Thirteen hit? Thirteen's going to miss. How about a sixteen? Sixteen is also going to miss. You swing twice with your flail going wide. The second one smashing into the, the ar- what you thought was stone now appears to be armor underneath the kelp. Alright. Bonus action on arm strike. Doesn't hit again. Nope, a 14 misses again. Alright. Uh, back up 10 feet. That's my turn. Eloise was after me, or after Liam, I believe. Yeah, she is. I, I I still have her in order. Go ahead, Eloise. Uh, yeah. So, just gonna keep swimming. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, yeah, That 15, way you can see her. 35, 40. Okay. Um... You can now see that one of these kelp-covered men are attacking Liam, while the other one is just trading blows with a, a zombie that's grappling him. Yeah, I'm going to dash to close in on um, this one, and that'll be my turn. Okay. So you go swimming up, uh, circling around to the back of this man who's been stabbing at Vale. And speaking of which, it's Vale's turn. So, Vale, what are you doing? I'm going to have the zombie uh, attempt to shove this statue to the ground. I, I think it's another strength check. Sounds about right. Athletics would be it, technically. There's an 11. And that's a 19 for the for the statue. Okay. 
Um, and Vale is going to raise his finger and stick it right point right to the guy's forehead, touching his forehead, and he told the dead. There's a DC 16 wisdom. And that's a 15. So you did it on the guy right in front of you, right? Correct. Okay, so he has not taken damage yet, but he has now nine points. You do anything else on your turn? No, I'm just gonna stay here. I've, I've a, with the last attacks that completely missed me, I've uh, Vale has zero concern of this guy hitting him. Fair enough. Blood, you're up next. Okay, I my lighting is gone and I can't move the token, but I will shoot at the one that's... I could probably see the one that's harrying Vale. Oh yeah, so definitely. In front of me. I'll, but I can control my character sheet, so I'll shoot at him. Sharpshooter. I clicked on it. We'll see how long it takes for it to... Oh, god damn it, a 10. Yep, that definitely misses. I should let you be rolling this shit, but yeah, I still, like I said, I still can't control the token or all the lighting is gone, too. <sighs> I don't know what the hell is going on I'm, with you in Roll20. I'm rocking 180 uh, download and 20 uploads. So yeah, it's definitely not uh, my fucking I, internet right now. You should have advantage with that shot. Okay. Actually, yeah, you would, because those two things are by you. You got two allies. Oh, that one'll hit. Oh, yeah, that'll definitely hit. 5 plus 11, so 36. 36 that's, points of damage. And that's nice. Veil is, he just touched his forehead. Your bolt goes flying through the air, smashing into this man's shul, uh, chest, cutting a big groove through him, but he is still alive. Do it. The roll is. I guess I. I was looking later, like, pick up the fucking. Shit ain't hitting. What are you doing? I was gonna say I can try and roll die, but there's no fuck. I can't justify a stealth. So he's just screaming, Liam, pick up the fucking sword. <laughs> You're not hitting shit. <laughs> Fair enough. Next up, we come to Tomas. Let's see. What is his uh, speed again? He's a half of what Yeah, it's 30. It's 35 because he's a monk. Oh, dear. So, Tomas 15. Classed up the shit. 10, 15. Then dash, another 15. Yeah, that's it for his turn. He's just swimming as quickly as his little halfling arms and legs can push him in the water. Making some progress, but still not getting there. How about you, Apollyon? What are you doing? I'm going to swim through here, too, with my powerful legs. And get 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 feet right up in here. Uh, I don't have a section. Okay. 
That's it for Apollyon's turn. Next off, we have the two veterans. <coughs> oh, and I'm just coughing up a storm here. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and start with the guy that the zombie is trying to push him down to the ground. He is now making his attacks with his longsword. First is an 8, which misses. Now the 8 hits. Oh, the 8 does hit? Okay. This is eight. His, or, yeah, because I don't think this has um, armor on him. No, probably not. Okay, so eight slashing for the first uh, for the first hit. Yeah, that's gonna uh, that's gonna drop him. Um, he has to do that. Yep, he's uh, he's got to do his uh, con save. So that's five plus the damage. So that does not. Um, he does not pass it, and as he's falling, he um, he you notice his his arm and his gaze reach towards um, Liam as he collapses onto the ground into a pile of matter. And with the dying uh, the the dying uh, moan from the zombie. The veteran then turns and sees its companion uh, being harried by the the shark. So he's going to move up. And Eloise, I'm sorry, but he's going to be using that twenty to hit you. Because I, I mean, I haven't I'm even done anything to anyone yet. Well, you did swim up there, so I might be a friend shark. <laughs> Nine points of uh, da slashing damage. Okay, the second veteran, uh, his turn is up, and he is, he, he, his focus is still on you, Vale, um, since you, you, you hit him. So these are normal attacks, because he's using a short sword. That's a 20 and a 7. Vale says, nah. And so as you're, he's stabbing out towards you, you conjure up this uh, invisible shield. The piercing from the short sword just pings into this, uh, basically just a disc of force in front of you, doing no damage. Make sure you take your spell slot there. But other than that, that is it for the, um, for the statue. So, Liam, it's your turn, buddy. What are you doing? I would like to take five feet of movement to step on this sword and kick it back towards blood. Then I'll use ten feet of movement to come up here and attack this guy again. Fourteen misses. Fourteen misses. 16 misses also? 16 misses also. And the unarmed strike. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Liam in the water is swinging. Liam in the water is swinging as hard as he can with this flail. 
tw- I, I envision him spinning around a little bit in kind of a corkscrew as he's swinging. Yeah, but each time the the statue creature just keeps dodging backwards, getting out of the way, and you miss all three times. But it is Eloise's turn, and Eloise, you just got slashed or yeah, slashed at by this kelp-covered man behind you. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to attack the one that's trying to attack Vale. Okay. Unfortunately, um, so you should be, or actually you're attacking at advantage there, aren't you? Yeah, sorry, I thought you were attacking at disadvantage for a second. Um, Unfortunately, a 15 does not hit. And I don't think a shark gets bonus action, so... Well, I mean, everything technically has a bonus action. Whether or not you can do a bonus action is another another thing. Sharks don't get multi-attack? Not this type. I'm just a little reef shark. Well, medium reef shark. Yeah, it's not too big. Okay, that's it for Eloise's turn. Vale, you're up next. Vale uh, kind of does like a Three Stooges and sticks his two fingers in the uh, in that statue's eye in front of him uh, with the Told the Dead. <laughs> okay. And that's a 12, so that fails. So 11 necrotic. This unhallowed chime just rings through this man's ear and you see spurts of blood come shooting out from his ears clouding the water a little bit by next to him he's wobbling and barely managing to keep a grip on his weapon but he is still alive Damn. doing anything else no that's it Okay, blood from a stone. You're up next. Well, I switched to Firefox, so I can control everything now. Yay! What's going on with Chrome? Uh, I mean, I guess I get five, ten, I get into here, and uh, I think I will take a shot at this one here down below. Actually, you know what? We'll go with the one in Vale, front of Vale, just to finish him off. Hopefully, finish him. Sharpshoot again. I wouldn't sharpshoot. He's almost dead. Well, well it's still going to hit. Yeah. That's a 24. You got his gander up. You can't fucking stop now. 33? Oh, yeah. Um, he got This guy had two hit points left. You fire and peg your bolt right to the side of his head, and he just goes limp in the water, dead. As a bonus action, can I hand a... How would potions work underwater? I suppose if you uncork it, stick it to your mouth real quick and suck, you could drink it. Uh, I mean, if you'll allow that... I mean... I I feel like I'd be a pretty big dick if I didn't. Yeah, I mean, as a bonus action, he will hand... 
I guess, is it lesser or minor? Which is the... Minor is the smallest. Alright, I'll handle lesser, because I've got that on. It's an action to hand an item to somebody else. Get out of here. No, it's... No, it's an action to feed it to you, but he's just passing it. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll allow that with a bonus action. I mean, if you're determined to let Liam die, he won't give you a, a potion, but he's handing out a potion to him, saying, please just take this. And that'd be it. I don't think when there's one enemy left is the time to be taking potions, but yeah, sure, hand me a well, potion. Well, wasn't there a fourth statue that hasn't done anything yet that might not... Anyway. Well, anyway, it is t uh, Tomas's turn. You do reach out and um, hold out the potion for for Liam to grab, um, and that's your turn. For Tomas's turn, he moves his fifteen feet up, and he's looking, assessing the situation. He can see the the kelp man um, taking swings at the shark that swam by him, so he's got a pretty good idea what's going on there. He is going to go ahead and fire off a ray of frost. And a 23, which does hit. Yeah, and 8 points of damage is enough to do this. So, DM Matt, how do you want to do this? Well, Tomas points his fingers towards the, the kelp-covered man. Weaving his hands about, he points his fingers. A ray of energy goes shooting through the water, striking this man in his chest, which begins to just crystallize outward as he freezes in place. The temporal temperature differential between the water and the ice forced the thing to shatter, and you all see the body parts just float of the shattered man before they plummet down to the ground. Dead. A little bit. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I mean, how often do I get to kill things with an NPC? Well, it's a mask quite often, but... Yeah. <sighs> but with that, the final statue um, that has been attacking you lies dead. You're all kind of take a moment to... Breathe a sigh of relief as nothing else seems to be attacking you in this moment. I yell over to Polly and I say, Polly and smash the statue. Alright, there's one left over here? There is a statue oh, left yeah. right over here. This one's actually a statue, I, I, I poke it with the trident. You poke it with the trident and you hear a faint as the metal hits stone. This one's actually stone. Okay. I suppose we can investigate the three dead not statues. See if there's anything on them. Okay. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. Well, that's, that's a 24. I'll do it, but he's probably going to beat that final try. I'll look at the one that, well, never mind. that actually is a statue. If, yeah, 27. So, I mean, yeah. Well, fucking goddamn, look at this shit. <laughs> this rolls all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. So, um, you guys 
It looks like uh, Vale and Blood begin searching through the statues of the men who had attacked you. Um, two of them have short swords, and one of them has a long sword on them. They both seem to be wearing very, very rusted... Um, what kind of armor is that? I forgot. Uh, Probably plate if they're the... Yeah, splint armor. Uh, very, very rusted uh, chain and splint armor. Um, the the weapons them that they wielded seem kind of corroded and not all that great either. Um, Apollyon, you go you begin searching over the third statue, grabbing handfuls of the kelp and ripping it away. And you see underneath the kelp, it is a stone statue of a man. On its back you see a cloak that appears to be clasped around the neck of this statue. This cloak is kind of floating a little bit... The cloak is kind of floating a little bit in the water now that you've ripped some of this kelp free and are able to see it. And it, the, the material is uh, very dark under your dark vision um, and is kind of a, a little slick to the touch. Yeah, I'm going to pop that right off of there. Okay. You have a slick uh, st uh, cloak. You can put that down. Can I put it on? Uh, well, slick shoes. You'd have to take off your cape of billowing. Yes, you would. Alright, I'll take off the cape of billowing. No, you can wear a cape and a cloak. Oh, no, I'm taking a robe. A robe. Yeah, and a no, a robe and a cloak, but not to. A cape and a cloak is the same thing. A cloak is just a cape with a hood. Which this does have, you can see, Apollyon. So you take off your cloak of billowing <coughs> and stow it in your pack, and you place that you clasp this uh, this black cloak. <coughs> Excuse me. You clasp this uh, this black cloak over your shoulders, and it fits it fits you uh, decently. It's a kind of have to adjust it around your shoulders a little bit because you got some pretty broad shoulders, but it does fit you. Nice. Uh, can I try pulling the hood up over my head? You certainly can. Um, and uh, although I, I, I won't, yeah, instant death. You you die completely. Um, I will say that you do have uh, Minotaur's horns. It. You kind of pull it up over your head a little bit, but your horns do stick out quite a bit. Does anything else happen? Not that you can see. Check it out, guys. The new fashion. Looks good, man. Oh, yeah. Underwater adventure. Are these uh, doors right here in front of Vale? Yes, they are a set of double doors. All right, I'm going to take a step back and uh, see if um, Blood wants to check for trap. I'll check for trap. So uh, Blood begins checking for traps over the door. Um, Eloise, in her, in your um, shark form, what are you doing right now? Um, I'm kind of nudging the bodies to see if any of the heads are easily removable. I mean, uh, at, looking at them as a shark, it 
I mean, you're a shark, so things look a little different and a little odd to you. But they are definitely humanoid. Well, As wild shapes, I keep my own personal intellect, uh, intelligence, wisdom, and uh, polymorph that she might turn into. A but no, what I, all I'm saying is, right now you're looking through the eyes of a shark. It's just it, oh, it's a yeah. different a different vantage point than your your normal eyes, so it just looks a little odd. But yeah. that's all I was trying to say. But okay. you can tell that they are humanoid. They do have a neck and a a, a head. The head does look human. Uh, but that same pale, odd-looking skin and no, no hair whatsoever on them. But they, they're very easily detachable. Um, Apollyon... You can't do it as a, as yeah. a shark. <laughs> Liam, what were you doing right now? Uh, I figure I would be taking the heads off of those things. And you can definitely do that. And Tomas is kind of swimming along as... Um, as a blo- as blood begins investigating this door, that's twenty one on that investigation for traps. And you're investigating the door, it is a set of double doors. The material is pretty similar to what you've seen before. It looks like stone, but the texture feels odd and almost like bloated wood. But you do not see any traps uh, whatsoever. It is also not locked. Apollyon. As um, Blood was looking over everything, you had placed the cloak over your head and kind of strutted for a bit, and then you began swimming down towards um, Blood. And as you did, you noticed you're shooting through the water much faster than you were expecting. The cloak and a manta ray? I really hope so, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Can I grab the edges and kind of glide through the water? Hmm. Let's see here. So, so he's got he's got the manta ray ability and command of creatures. He's he's going full Aquaman here, guys. <laughs> I'm Aquaman. He just needs some nice fucking goldish yellow armor put on you. Uh, Vale's going to scoop up that skeleton and put it in the in the hole of, of the portable. I'm the shirtless version of Aquaman. The Jason Momoa version? Well, so I I would say that, yeah, as you kind of grab grab the edges of the cloak and you're swimming, you you do notice that you're swimming much, much easier through the water. Um, And yeah, as you've, you've guessed, what you do have is the cloak of the manta ray. Yes... So wearing this cloak with the hood up, you can breathe underwater and you have a swimming speed of 60 feet. But pulling the hood up or down is an action to do. Cool, I'm going to leave it up or I'll like rip my horns through it or whatever. It's magical, it should like resize to fit me, right? As you begin to understand its nature, yes, you are able to stretch it out a bit. I'm going to go ahead and put it on your character sheet for you. Can I like pull it down like over my horns and like part way over my face like a like a Batman mask, or just my mouth is sticking out? Like a cowl? <sighs> sure, why not? Yes. <laughs> um, does Liam is Liam able to put three the three heads in the bag of cold the haversack of colding that's on the shark that's on me? You are you you are if you're opening them up and up the haversack of 
colding and pushing the heads into them, you can do that. You also realize as you're shoving it in, water is going into the bag and being we've sucked put in. Other, we've already put other heads I, in there yeah, underwater. I know. We I'm know. just saying, you're, you're starting to collect quite a bit of water in, in there as well. Fun, fun, fun. Um, so what do I add to the haversack of clothing? Is it just three uh, more pale humanoids? Yeah, three, three humanoid heads. Okay, so we're now at nine pale humanoid heads. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Matt, did you hear that I was putting the uh, the skeleton in uh, the the, the, the zombie skeleton or whatever? Yeah, that's no problem. You, you're you're putting it into the hole. Into my portable hole, yeah. Okay, um, and as you open up the portable hole to shove push the the dead zombie into it, um, quite a bit of water begins filling into the hole as well, and you have to kind of f- uh, fight to close it once again. There's a quite a bit of water pressure that uh, sucks everybody down a little bit, and you all hit the bottom as the water begins to um, adjust and fill in this chamber one more time. So that's what we should have done with the fucking shark. Just open the hole underneath it. That bitch can't breathe out of water. Uh, well, if this is unlocked, uh, there's no traps. I'll uh, open it up. And as you open it up, you reveal um, uh, you reveal a short uh, stairway leading down about ten feet to another set of double doors. You kind of pause and look these over as well, and you can easily determine that they are not locked. You don't actually, you haven't seen a locking mechanism on either of these doors. Yeah, we'll push those open as well. Okay. You push open the door to reveal that it's about time to take a break. <laughs> so. We will be back in about 10 minutes, folks. Um, Stay tuned. Howdy, everybody. We are back with Fab Five and also my puppy Haku, which I'm going to show everybody right here. She wants to sit on my lap for a little bit for the next uh, half of our session, or at least for a little bit, so we'll, we'll, we'll have some fun. But... When we last left off, the Fab Five had just defeated three odd um, kelp-covered individuals who appeared to be statues at first. From there, they traveled southward, and they found the next chamber, which I'm leading them all into now. So... As you push the double doors open... You find yourselves in a large, diamond-shaped chamber filled with tall marble columns that go from floor to ceiling in this chamber. Six of the pillars line the walls at each corner, while a seven-thicker pillar occupies the exact center of this room. You can see a passageway in the southern wall opposite you that seems to be leaning downwards into the darkness. So, Fab Five... What would you like to do? The center pillar is the group. 
Yeah, the center pillar is right there in the center of the room. Yeah, you're kind of cutting in and out, Joe. Poor Joe. Um, we'll wait for you to come back online. I vote um, we should stay clear this entire level before we go down any deeper. I thought we were talking about taking a rest soon. Yeah, let's um go over to the east and then check out if there's anything over there and then find a secure spot to take a rest. I just don't think we should go any deeper into this. Uh, go down any deeper. So what are you guys doing? Well, it's a rough question because it's kind of contradictory to what Blood was doing as we were talking about going backwards and checking the other hallway out. But if he plans on going forward, we're not going to split up with him. So we kind of need to know what he's doing. Well, I would assume that if you guys are planning on leaving Blood, he wouldn't continue on without you. Yeah, that's a good assumption. So are you guys wanting to head to the Eastern Chamber, or are you continuing down into this uh, chamber with uh, the pillars? Yeah, I want to work down this chamber with the pillars. So Apollyon wants to um, explore the chamber with the pillars. Um, Eloise, what do you... I just didn't want to go down deeper. Okay. Well, Eloise can't really either. say anything right now because she's a shark. This is true. <laughs> what direction does she motion towards? Oh, shit. <laughs> she's going to go around a circle. So it sounds like Apollyon wants to search the the chamber with the columns. Vale wants yeah, we'll to follow Apollyon. We'll go down that area. Okay. Ten on investigation. Searching around the room, um, the pillars themselves are fairly plain marble columns of s smooth marble uh, going from the base. Um, a little bit of an out jutting. Uh, to give it a little bit of style and then it just rises up to the ceiling but other than these seven uh, columns that you can see here there's nothing else in this room um, Joe says that he was asking if the pillars had any writing on them of any kind 
Okay. Okay. I'll have Joe roll an investigation check here, real quick. Damn. Damn. Maybe you really should be rolling for blood. I feel like I shouldn't be rolling for blood anymore. <laughs> um, so with a natural 20, blood from a stone can see that these pillars are completely smooth. There's no writing whatsoever, no markings, no, no, no shapes. They're just smooth columns of stone going from the floor to the ceiling. In the center of, uh, of the center pillar... I will say with a 28 that the stone at the top does seem to be larger. Um, it almost appears to be a spiral going around the top um, in, um, of the ceiling. So from where the, the marble statue goes up to hit the ceiling, there it kind of spirals outward in a thick uh, cord of stone. And it seems odd, odd, uh, odd to be shaped like that. But it does appear to be stone up there at the top. Texting him that description, hopefully. <laughs> uh, he should get on Discord on his phone, if nothing else. All right. Um, I don't know if I got that right or if it's accurate, but that's what I wrote. Well, it must. You must have put it in the group that I can't see because I don't see anything, so I have no idea. Yeah, it's Discord ain't the problem. It's the fact that the fucking router keeps dropping off. Well, can you use your phone in Discord instead? Well, no, it, the router just keeps dropping off, and so my internet keeps going out. That's the issue. It's not that it's that World 20 does not work. Okay, but did you catch what... I saw what I see the thing, yeah. Okay. So I see everything. But there's that spiral shape. I mean, yeah, there, there is on all of them, just in the one in the center. Okay. Fucking. And the other pillars are just pillars. All of them are marble pillars. Yes. Right. Spiral. I don't know. I, I don't know what the spiral with the stone shape at the top. I don't know what the fuck that was. What's to this be. over here? Is this anything? What's that, Apollyon? Is this anything over here on the map? This little, like, lump on the wall? Um, it looks like when I was uh, filling in the area with water, it just didn't catch that little little area. It's it's nothing. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess we'll go to the next area. Doesn't seem to be anything in, in this room. I'm sure that pillar means something, but I, I don't remember anything about spirals and... 
Do we? Yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't. I, I have an idea, but I can't ask. I'm a shark. Um. <laughs> um. Oh, again, I can't. I can't say anything. I'm a fucking shark. <laughs> well, you can describe what you're doing as a shark. I can't think of a, a single way to convey Dang. what it is I want to ask. Sharks can smell really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I'll, like, try to, like, swim and, like, just stay still down at the bottom. <laughs> just, like, look, try to look like I'm lying down on the bottom of the floor. Okay. So Eloise in her shark form goes swimming down to the bottom of the floor and kind of just kind of hovers there a little bit al along it, along the floor. I will drop down to all fours and try and mimic what she's doing, dropping down to the floor. Do I see anything different when I drop down? Make a perception check. What is it, girl? Is Timmy in the well again? We're all in the well this time. Oh. Uh, I don't see what she's trying to do. You definitely don't. There, there's a, there's it's a stone floor, little dust and grime and and silt and dirt and stuff like that down there, but not much else. I don't want her to burn her wild shape, but yeah, I mean, I'll. Swim on and see if I can't find something down here, because I, I don't remember anything about what this means. I and mean, if she can't communicate it, Blood's not going to, you know, keep asking. Try and figure it out, play charades. Well, there are marble pillars and yeah, that yeah. stone at the top. Yeah. 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 But the, even in the spiral, I don't remember if that's supposed to be significant or... So, that's the problem. I mean, is the number of pillars being... I mean, I don't know if six and with one in the middle, I guess... I don't know if that has to mean anything, or... Can I try swimming up to the top of the pillar where the stone is and doing another perception check? You can certainly try. Hasn't been going great lately. Uh, that's a nine. You go swimming up to the top of this, um... And you're examining this stone uh, spiral that seems to be wrapped around the top of this. And you're not sure. It, there's something there, but you, you just, you're not getting it. It's just a smooth stone uh, spiral. You begin to swim away back down towards the group. And as you do, you see in the back of your head, your vision as this uh, spiral begins to move and strike out at you. Uh, one second. Great. Yep. Yep. Surprise attack oh, on me boy. again. Beautiful. And that's a 10. So a giant head comes unfolding out from the spiral shooting towards you its mouth stretch open as this odd spiral of stone 
begins to shift and be- takes on the form of a gigantic snake. Like, I need... The whole thing is a snake, or just the thing at the top? I need everybody to roll for initiative, please. Just the thing at the top. Alright, I'll do this encounter, but then I gotta take off. At least I don't have disadvantage on that. 18 on initiative. 17. Solid 9. 16 for me. But at least the snake went relatively low. Can snakes breathe underwater? Says the shark. Says the shark. (laughs) (laughs) Who has to keep swimming in order to be able to breathe? Yes, this is true. This is true. Swimming, just keep swimming. (laughs) I'm I'm literally doing laps around this room. (laughs) We're doing like the adult version of Finding Nemo. (laughs) Basically, yeah. Okay. So, um, it looks like Tomas is first in initiative. Wow. So the halfling sees this odd serpentine uh, rock-like fixture come unwinding around this pillar, snapping at Liam. He has a whole 15 feet of movement here, so 5, 10, 15, swims underneath Veil and comes swimming up uh, in front of him. I guess he's going to do a ray of frost, because you really can't do anything else at this distance. And that's a 15. Which does hit. That's a big-ass snake. I would hope it would hit. Yeah, seven points of damage. Probably not things where it's weak. AC-wise, but it's probably a bucket of hit points. Okay, that's it for Tomas' turn. Apollyon, you're up next. This thing, by the way, is about 30 feet above you all uh, at the top of the ceiling. Alright, so I'll I'll use my movement to swim up there. Actually, only half of my movement, since I now have a swimming speed. To move That's up there, true. And I will strike out with the uh, trident, and I'll attack recklessly to gain advantage. That's a critical hit. Ooh, nice! Wow, with only a two <laughs> on the other die, thirteen points of damage. They really should fix that. Yeah, I, I agree. That's the one thing I don't like about roll 20. Uh, 13 points of damage to the stake as you stab it with your trident of fish command. What else you doing? Attack a second time. 26. Definitely hits. Another 10 points. And I don't think I have a bonus action. Nope. Alright, yeah, that's all I got. Okay, sounds good. That's it for Apollyon. Liam, you're up next, buddy. I'm already in melee with this thing, right? You are. Okay. Uh, then my flame tongue flail's already out. I'm gonna go...
For a 10. Unfortunately, a 10 misses. Second attack. A 23. There you go. That hits. I hit it. About time. Oof. For uh, 13 bludgeoning and 3 fire. Big hit from Liam, who finally connects with his flaming flail. Um, it's odd seeing these flames uh, come alive around this fla the flail head in the in the water, but it does work. Sixteen points of damage. Do anything else? Uh, anything else? Bonus action on arm strike. Ten again. Unfortunately, a fail, uh, a miss. I'm gonna spend another key point to do another attack. Ah, and another mm. 10. All right, uh, <sighs> I'm going to swim away uh, 25 feet from this thing. Wait, you use your key point for what? To do a second, to do flurry of He's, blows. You're, yeah, you should be calling flurry of blows before, usually, but it's it's not that big a deal. Oh, I... I I can in the future. I always had it planned out. I just I didn't know you had to call it before you did your bonus action. That's, it's that's fine. It's it's good form too. I but I I trust you enough. I'm not that worried about it. Anyway, my turn's over. Point for stun. Blood, you're up next. You have to hit it in order to stun it. I can't barely fucking touch it. All right, don't tell me how to play my character. I got it. Didn't you hit it with the flame tongue? It's flail. Just play your own character, all right? How about that? Dude, calm down. All right, guys. I'm going to... Um, I got to take off anyway. Okay, that's fair. I'll, I'll puppet your character for you. Oh, I'm just doing a regular shot, not sharpshooter, and that's going to miss big time anyway. So, yeah. Uh, with that... Oh, did, it, did the nine come through? Yeah, I mean, okay. it, you rolled a nine, but yeah. yeah. No, I wasn't doing the sharpshooter. Yeah, I just I didn't unclick the box. So yeah, but I'll just uh, swim it in a little hallway and just wait. Okay, fair enough. Next up, we come to the reef shark. What are you doing, Eloise? I'm gonna swim up to it. And I'm gonna go ahead and try and give it a big old bite. Chomp, chomp. Eighteen. Definitely hits. Woo, four points. Hey, four points of damage as you bite into this giant constrictor snake. It's looking pretty damn rough, and you took a big chunk out of it. Um, as you're biting down into it, you can feel that there is flesh underneath. It is not stone as you, you initially thought it was. Awesome. Next, we come up to Vale, who had to step out. So, I'll go ahead and do a spell for him. He will go ahead and toll the dead. 
And that's an 11, which definitely failed. So two it takes... What? What's that? It's two 11s on the damage, too. Damn, 22. Yeah. Yes. Um, 22 points of damage is definitely enough to take this thing out. As the gong rings out into this creature's head, its eardrums just explode outward, and its brain turns to mush as the snake um, goes lifeless and dies. Well, it seems like every statue is going to try and kill us down here. Uh... I mean, I'll swim up and start, you know, examining the dead body and see if there's anything weird of, like, there's anything there with it. Go ahead and you go ahead and give me an investigation check. You realize from now on we're just going to attack every statue we see going forward, right? Seventeen. <laughs> uh, so, um, investigating the coiled snake above the. Um, at the top of of the chamber, you do see that it is actually a snake. Its skin, its flesh is white, uh, um, and the scales are so tiny they're barely visible at all. It almost feels like a solid piece as you run your hand over it. Uh, almost imagine like like an eel skin, um, purely gray, just like um, the the stone it was around. Um, other than that, you don't really find anything. What were they? I can't imagine what the hell they are planning initiates to survive down here with all the shit they're throwing at it. Or perhaps <laughs> these are all men here for us, and this is just crap. Tomas kind of swims down over to you, Blood, and he says, I'm not sure if initiates would have to face these things themselves. If they're being brought down, they have to have an escort or something, right? Perhaps. Yeah, maybe the... You know, maybe it's those stupid medallions they were wearing. Maybe those are like... They keep these things from attacking them. Because all of those weird, sickly creatures that passed as humans in there, they were all wearing the same medallion. Maybe they're more important than we thought. I don't know. It, it's an idea, but you I, make a, I don't. You make an interesting point. You want to try and wear one? He kind of chuckles. That is the question, isn't it? We, I guess, we checked them out. They don't. They don't look. I guess they didn't seem magical. Did Vale ever like look them over and do like an Arcana check on them? I don't remember. No, he really didn't. What do you uh, want? What are you wanting him to do? I didn't know if he checked them out before, like when we were check checking those bodies of Vale, like looked them over and see, he's like, yeah, this seems like it could be magical. He's the only one, well, I guess Tomas has got, he might have, you know, some magical abilities. He could, and so, well, she's a shark, she couldn't do it. I just didn't know if he'd check them out, if they were going to fucking, you know, turn blood into a mindless fucking simpleton when he puts one on. I mean, you guys have never sat down and, like, took the time to identify these things yeah. or casting magic on them. I mean, I didn't know if he would, like, look it over if there was a way to tell, because, like, the blood does do magic, too. Y you guys have never sat down to do anything like that. You guys yeah, have pretty much well, been going uh, yeah. full tilt since you got into the water. Unfortunately. All right, let's explore this next uh, this next area and maybe try to find a place to rest. Take, yeah. 
So yeah, we'll check the stairs. I guess if Eloise wants to, if we can take the head. How big would that fucking head be if the body's like 30 feet long? Oh, it's probably about uh, 10... Well, th if it's 30 feet long, probably about 4 to 5 feet wide. Alright, All right. we'll take... We'll take the taking the heads... If it, did anyone notice that the bags are taken on water when we open them up anymore? Yeah. We'll take the fangs. Yeah, it seems like some was getting into hoe bag. It seems like... Not claiming to understand the magic of the bags, but they they do have a filling point, do they not? Tomas uh, speaks up. Yeah, they do have something of a of a fill point. They they can usually hold around five hundred pounds or more. It's hard to do the math with with the water, but. Hopefully, if we keep pushing things in, maybe if we reach a tipping point, water will shoot out. I have no idea. It sounds like Blood is trying to ask if you can take the fangs. Yeah, you're just cutting in and out, Blood. Um, but y you could take the fangs if you wanted to instead. That's up to you. But you guys are heading down and, uh, checking out the, the southern chamber? Yep. Okay. Yes, fangs. I'll just do it off my phone so I can at least talk to you guys while my fucking computer won't work. You can take the uh, chop the things off. It, it it doesn't take much more than five six minutes. And as you're doing that, um, Apollyon goes swimming down to the southern um, area where you do find a staircase leading down about fifteen or so feet. It eventually curves off to the west, and you find a small alcove with an onyx chest um, at the bottom of the chamber. <sighs> Let's run up to the chest. Give it a look. -see. Make a perception check. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I just. Even if my internet's not working, I'll just go off the phone so I can talk to you while I get this fucking thing back up. Yep, no worries. Uh, my character sheet's being wonky. Give me one, one second. Sixteen on perception. The small chest is about uh, a foot in length, um, maybe half of that high. It's actually pretty small, and you have to swim down to the bottom of the chamber to get at it. Um, the chest is onyx. Uh, does not appear to be locked. I have blood check for traps, if you can... Let me see if it'll even... Did that go through? Yeah, we heard you. Uh, a 21. I mean, I rolled a 20. I mean, if you want to roll for me for an investigation to check if it's trapped or not. Yeah, that's fine. I'm pulling up your character sheet now. I had to hand off the puppy. 
Well, you rolled a 23. And it does not appear to be... You do not see any traps. You also don't see a lock. It just seems to be a small box, an onyx box that does have a lid on it. Apollyon, you lift it open. And in inside it, you find a small uh, copper key. The end of the key is in the shape of a tree. Sweet. There's one of them. I show that to Blood, and uh, and I, I say, I think I know where this goes. And I yeah. off with my awesome swimming speed now and dash to go 100 and 120 feet per per round. You absolutely can. Dark, uh, you're just taking off. <laughs> I'm motion for you to follow me. Is there anything else in that chest besides the key? There is not. Okay. Yeah, he'll follow him, but can't keep up with fucking Aquaman. <laughs> he definitely cannot. Uh, I'll swim all the way back to the middle chamber. Vale and um, Tomas do follow you as well, Apolly, and then you all eventually make your way back to that center chamber. All right, I'm gonna try the try the key under the central statue. You kind of play around for a bit. Um, the key that you have actually does fit into the center, the, the central. Um, uh, statues uh, base and you turn it and it does and you feel a click do I see anything open or move nothing opens or moves or uh, you don't see any motion whatsoever you you we need all three keys maybe we gotta have all of them before it'll open Better keep looking around. Unless you guys want to try to rest. Uh, I mean, I suppose we can if, uh... I mean, if that's possible, Dan. Well, I guess we can breathe water, so it should be. I mean, if Vale wants to ritually cast the hut... So he doesn't burn a spell slot, and we could sit under that for an hour... <clears throat> Eloise would have let you know when she cast water breathing that it lasts 24 hours so we would have it yeah. until well into the day tomorrow. I meant like, you know, if we want to get water out of the bag, investigate that spell scroll, you know, sit in dryness <laughs> for an hour while we chill. But I mean, it's I guess it would be up to fail if you wanted to do that. Eloise cannot make a comment on that because she is currently a shark. <laughs> well, I'd say you got people need to at least roll some dice to heal up so we can take a we can take a short rest at least, <coughs> and then finish, then check the other side of the. Uh, I guess go down the other hallway that we went the other direction. See if there's because there's got to be if there's a key in that one. There's, you know, odds are there's going to be something else on this other side. 
Too bad he doesn't have a live zombie. We could have put a freaking amulet on one of those and sent it, like, at everything to see if it would kill it or not. Oh, yeah, did we ever examine those amulets? We didn't. But I guess if, you know, if he can... I guess if he can ritually cast Identify, it depends on what it needs for that. He doesn't need to, like, burn incense or anything for Identify, does he? Is it just verbal and somatic? Um, well, let's take a look. Okay. So, you can choose an object you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to, to use and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells affecting are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn what spell create. blah, 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 blah. Um... The spell itself it takes one minute. Um, the you you one object that you must touch throughout the spell, and for the uh, components, it's verbal, somatic, and material. Um, a pearl worth at least a hundred gold, and an owl feather. So neither of those really would be affected by water. Yeah, and it's also well. I mean, it's all. I guess wouldn't it be a ritual? Wouldn't it be an extra ten minutes? Yeah, it would be ten minutes to uh, ritually identify <laughs> something, or eleven minutes total. Uh, and we have we we've had him uh, identify stuff in the past, haven't we? Yeah, he he's cast he, he's so cast he's identify. Cast pearl then is what I'm asking. Oh yeah, he definitely has the components to do the spell. Okay. Well, um, yeah, have him check the amulets and see if they're batshit voodoo magic. Or... Okay, so you guys are are you guys taking a short rest or a long rest here as you float in this central chamber? I would like to take a long rest if possible, but it's up to everybody. I'd be worrying about what else is in here though. He'd have to do the dome minimum. He'd have to put up the hut. If we were gonna do that. Liam, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I can't put up the hut, though. I don't know what you want me for. We want to know if you, if what you want to do. Are yeah. you, are you wanting to take a long rest, or are you t wanting short to take a short rest? rest? Or long rest. I'm going to heal up the same amount. It doesn't matter to me. Ask somebody else. Oh well, hell, I guess. <laughs> At least you want to do a short rest or a long rest? In a short rest, I can get everything I have back, so it's really no concern to me. So, Eloise, it falls down to you. Are you wanting um, to take a short rest or a long rest? Speaking as the player, um, for me <coughs> personally, um, it's not a huge amount of difference because I still have a bunch of um, charges for my staff of the woodlands. So spell-wise, I'm okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, if anybody has anything that they need um, a long rest for, we can take a long rest. 
I'm happy with either because health wise I'm okay um and spell wise I've got the staff of the woodlands so don't you get shapes back in the short rest too? uh shapes I think I get no. back on long. the short rest no, I think uh -huh. that's long. I, th I thought maybe no, maybe it is short rest. No, it's a short yeah, rest. It's, it's short or long. Yeah. Um, I get my breath weapon back short or long, and I still haven't used it yet, so I'm good. Well, how, Pauline? How hurt are you? Uh, I have about twenty-five percent of my max HP, and I have zero rages and one lucky point, both of which come back on a long rest. Uh, a long rest is risky, so it's it's up to you guys. I'll I'll do whatever one you want because I'm not that hurt, and I don't need to get. I mean, I I could just roll hit dice on a short rest. I just wouldn't be able to do any rages, which is like my signature ability for the rest of the time we're down here. How about I guess what's Vale's condition right now? Looking at his sheet. Um, honestly, he's fine as far as hit points go. He's not doesn't have the greatest amount of spells left, but he does have some. Uh, Tomas, um, since you guys are at, thinking about it, um. He doesn't have a lot of spells either, but he doesn't... I mean, well, actually, he hasn't used a whole hell of a lot of his spells now that I'm looking at him, because he doesn't have a ton of them. So he's fine either way. You just... You guys come to a majority decision. It's entirely up to you. Uh, I guess one thing... Blood will ask Tomas, Tomas, that message you said you received earlier about the army heading east, did they tell you when that army left? My only concern is if we spend too much time down here, we are going to go up top and the army is going to be waiting. Tomas uh, uh, looks at you and strokes his chin and he says, well, the message I received said they had just left Rani Vika that morning. Now, it's at this least morning? a, it's a, th yeah, um, that would be my guess. They just said that morning. So I assume they mean that morning. Now, Rianni Vika is a three days journey by the horse's trot. Well, and that's if they got a weird magical means of getting here faster. But so hopefully then if we take a long rest down here, we just have to worry about what else might be down here. So is there a room that's the most secure? Did everybody, I mean, do we want to check the other side to see if there's something over there before we do this, before we push south? Do we want to check south? It's, or do we want to try in here to do a long rest, if, you, if that's what we're going to do? Where would you guys want to take it? Well, if the shark can understand what we're saying, it can, like, swim and, like, maybe come up and bop its tail against blood and be like, follow me, or something like that. Just to give you, because I can see how antsy you're getting. Okay, well, at this point, we're take, you were saying we're taking a long rest? If you guys are... Well, are you... Sorry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, what I was saying, he's just saying is like, if we take a long rest, where's the most secure room that we could, you know, be safe in and take that rest? Cool. Uh, Shark's gonna start swimming. Okay. Well, he'll follow. Well, I'll follow you, Eloise. Where are you going? I guess where the snake was, maybe? Is that where? I'd like to think that it just races around like a dog trying to catch its tail as a shark, you know? Oh, shark is staying right here. Oh, in the stairwell? It's got... I can't... <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'm guessing you're kidding. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> gonna come over and bop these sets of doors and then bop these ones. <laughs> the frustration. To be clear, when I'm bopping things, it's, it is with my tail because sharks have very sensitive noses and I'm not gonna do that to myself. Yeah, so you in the stairwell? Alright, you said it was what? It's like, what, 15 feet? It is, yeah, it's about 15 feet of space going downward um, with stairs at the bottom. I guess Eloise would probably have to drop shark form unless she wants to try and... Well, it only lasts an hour anyway, so... If, if we're taking I get rest, three. I think uh, three hours? It okay. Not. Yeah. Yeah, it lasts um, half... No. I can hold it for half of my druid level rounded down. So I, okay. I can hold this shark form for three hours. Um, right, but if we're, if we're taking a rest, then it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, no. If we're taking a long rest, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sh I'm gonna, I'm gonna shape back. But until we make that decision, I'm holding my shark. Okay, so you all swim into this narrow fifteen by ten foot uh, corridor going down in the middle of the water, um, and close the double doors on either side. Snapping it shut. It is very cramped in this area. Um, you're all trying to, you're, you're doing that underwater tread a little bit where you're all kind of floating and hovering, trying to adjust in this space. And it is very cramped and very, very uncomfortable um, as you all sit there. I suppose uh, Vale would be able to pull out his, the component, which is a bead, and ritually cast his uh, tiny hut, which would extend into this area and beyond. Into into the dirt, I imagine. I can't, I'm not sure if it like stops at natural barriers or anything like that. Yeah, it's just a, an immobile dome of force that springs into existence around and above you and remains stationary for the duration. The spell ends if you leave the area. Um, so it's very, very cramped. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure how somebody is going to try to fall asleep while floating in, in water in an underground chamber. You do have your water breathing. So, I mean, that's not an issue. But it's got to be cramped and uncomfortable. If he does the hut, wouldn't the hut, can't the hut, like, push water out? I mean... I don't think so, to be honest. Even if it pushed water out, it wouldn't put air in. Yeah. It really like, let's wouldn't. say it keeps rain out, but it doesn't it like produce dry, air. 
does it? I don't know. I don't know how spells work. It just springs into existence around and above you. It doesn't, like, push outwards. It just forms. Oh, I don't know. I so, to me, no, I would I say know. that it's not going to push the water out. It's just you have a, a big dome around you and kind of encompasses in front of of the doors that are closed because it is a 10-foot radius, so it is pretty far around you, but you can't do it, and and you do, and you're all kind of floating in this uh, 10 by 15 chamber. You guys um, ask Vale to ritually identify one of the um, necklaces. Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, 10 by 15 is bigger than the room I'm in. It's but, not that small a space. Well, also imagine it uh, a, a 10 by 15 stairwell, though. Okay, so pop this at an angle. So, yeah, pop it at an angle. I'm not saying it's not... <laughs> I'm just saying it's weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying it's it feels cramped and, and it's odd because you're floating in water. Well, luckily we're floating in water, so we don't have to deal with the uncomfortable corners of the stairs. <laughs> Positive thinking. Yeah, but imagine fall, trying to fall asleep in underwater. Hey, people fall asleep in like uh, sensory deprivation chambers all the time. Uh, maybe I, I don't know. So I'm trying. <laughs> so cast casting um, identify on the amulet. Um, Vale tells you that this is um, an amulet of continual flame. He says that if you wear it around your neck and attune to it, um, the crystal, you, you can uh, command the crystal to begin to glow and glows with uh, a little bit of torchlight from the amulet itself. Hmm. That's cool. So it's just like a, like a wall, you're just like a necklace. It's like a fucking headlamp almost. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he tells you it, it doesn't glow very brightly. It'd probably give you about uh, five feet of light around you, and maybe another five feet of dim light at beyond that. It's not like super, super bright, but it, it is an eternal light source. And they were human, so they wouldn't have regular dark vision. Maybe that's why they were wearing them, is to give them a little bit of light to be able to move around. So that's... Yeah, well. I doubt those would... I mean, maybe. Maybe it's some down here that set these things that if they see the light, they don't attack. But I don't want to unattune from something to put that on. So that's my problem. Huh. Alright. Yes, yeah, so that's probably what it was, is they can't see in it, so they're wearing those so they can move around. Because it's a torchlight, so it's it's at least a decent amount of light for them. Yeah, that's cool. Well, shit, we got, yeah, those are, they might be able to sell those later. We got, what, six of them, I think we said? Well, I mean, if, if you took them off the bodies in there... You found seven upstairs and another six on the dead bodies. Oh, so we got what? How much? So how many is that now? Twelve. You said six upstairs or oh, so seven. thirteen. Yeah, six and seven. Thirteen. 
please. We're gonna put those. Hey, we can put them all together and create like a big light too. <laughs> yeah, we well, gotta... I was also, I was also gonna say, um, we don't have to keep those. This continual flame is a spell that I uh, I have act I can do. I, I was thinking about selling them later. Okay. But I was also wondering if that has something to do with maybe they're not getting attacked by things because they're wearing one of those amulets. We didn't know if the amulets were somehow attached to being initiates or what. I guess we need to set up a uh, rotation order for watches. Yeah, um, who's going to go first? I'll go. Uh, yeah, I'll go second. I'll go last. I'll take the third one then. Okay. So uh, all of you try to get as comfortable as you can floating in this uh, awkward space. El um, you all shut your eyes. Eloise, you begin your watch. Go ahead and make your perception checks. Fifteen. You settled in to wait for the first two hours of your watch. The sound of uh, the water going back and forth is, is kind of soothing. But you can also feel the tension in your body as you're waiting. Thirty minutes goes by. An hour goes by. And you hear a voice in your mind. Seekers of the truth, stand before the witness. And all of you wake up immediately, hearing this sound scream out in each of your heads. Oh, shit. What? What? What's going on? In we were we heard it inside our heads. So it didn't seem to be coming from a particular direction. It's you could hear it, it at first. You thought it was coming from your ears, and you're all looking around, kind of like what the what the hell is that? Is all your eyes open at once? And then you realize, was it in your ears or was it in your head? You felt it almost uh, a like a spider-like crawling up the back of your scalp in, in your mind. And it all gives each one of you a shiver as you realize that, yeah, it was in your head itself. Okay. That happened like an, an hour in? About an hour in. Okay. And so all of you... all get the equivalent of a short rest at least? Uh, yeah, I'd say so that you could you could have technically gotten a long rest during that time. Yeah, or a short sure. rest, I mean. Yeah, a short rest during that time. Okay. Uh, well, there's a chance it's not going to let us get a long rest. This might be all we get, but we could try again. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get it. Yeah, might as well just roll some hit dice, at least get... 
Ooh. Sweet. Um, where am I at? Okay. Oh. Yeah, Tomas used two hit dice. Alright, I'm I'm almost to max health again. I'm up at full. So do we think Yeah, I'm full. Do we wanna go check that the other hallway, the far right side first, and then go to that well we still gotta find the other keys to get through that door, door so we have to go to the other side. If the pattern holds true, then there'll be a key over there as well. Well, we hope that it's that the pattern works out, but yes, you are correct. Uh, and I guess if everybody's all right, we'll just make our way since we're not going to get this <laughs> fucking long rest in, probably. I mean, you can try to take a long rest again. I, I didn't no, say you couldn't. People are rolling yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm going to uh, open the door because we're apparently not trying for no long rest. I'm tired of being cramped in here. And you're certainly able to do that. You wake up, Apollyon's. You're the, you're the little spoon to Apollyon's big spoon. <laughs> I know, I feel like Apollyon's a little spoon kind of guy. You could do either. I mean, honestly, with those horns, I, I don't know if I would want him to be the little spoon. I mean, anyone who tries to big spoon Apollyon's is just going to end up like a walla. It's just going to be a backpack. They're not going to be anywhere near his head. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> By the way, Blood, it's a lovely blade, but I can't use it. I hope you understand. Why, why can't you use it? Only use weapons that I buy myself or I take off the dead of my own victims. Can't take someone else's sword. It's just not right. It's not in me. Well, this isn't my sword either. But your brother's dead. That makes it up for grabs and you grabbed it. It's no longer yours. his sword. It's yours. Seems like you would be a little better fighting with this, but it's your choice. I'm not going to force you. I understand my disadvantage down here, but it is what it is, and what will happen will happen. There's no change in that at this point. <coughs> Let's move on over to the other side. See what we can get done in 20 minutes. Okay. So you guys all head back out into the upper chamber, and follow the corridor to the east this time. Correct? Mm-hmm. Oh. Do we want Pass Without a Trace? Is that even going to help us while we're swimming? I mean, I'm sure it would, but... I 
can do it for free. Okay, so Please, you pass without a trace. Yeah, you you cast pass without a trace. <laughs> as you put, as you uh, um, as you swim into this oddly shaped chamber, you can see a large pillar dominating the center of the room. God damn it. On the southern side of the pillar, you can see what appears to be a large face carved into the column. This one looks um, like a boar. Tomas, you kind of, or uh, Liam, you kind of get, go swimming around it, and you can see that in the the um, the shape is indeed a face, but a face without features except for a long line of beveled stone that traces the center of the face from top to bottom. At the south, you can see a single stone door, similar to the ones you guys have all seen before. Hmm. Well, as Blood called out earlier, we're just going to assume every statue is about to attack us, so I'm going to launch a preemptive strike on this statue. <laughs> but I'm not going to try to take... Uh. I'll take a shot. shot Holy shit. Yeah. I'll I'll do a shot. I'll ready my weapon, but I won't attack until I actually see the statue move. So, Liam, I heard you say that you're just uh, swinging away at this um, odd, ovular uh, stone shape carved into this, the pillar. Is that what I heard? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Go for it. Roll an attack. Blood will do a shot at the same. Well, he'll wet Liam, do his punch, and then he'll. Well, as I said, it is uh, carved into the st the stone pillar itself. Um, from where you're standing right now, blood, you can't even see it. Okay. Well, it's it's a fucking statue. It's a pillar. That's all he needs to know. Well, a fifteen does hit. Hopefully, this is just a statue, though. So, um, your longsword, if I remember correctly, is an adamantine longsword. Am I correct, Kyle? Yes. Uh, this is the this is the one we found, uh, not, not made by the uh, the sword maker guy. Oh, this isn't that one. Yeah. No, this isn't Adam longsword. This is just no, a... oh longsword in. Okay. That... I think we got this off the Dragonborn. This was... Yeah. Okay. Thank you, thank you for clarifying that. So you slash out with this longsword, hitting the stone and cutting a decent little uh, channel of groove with your sla the tip of your blade in a slash. And the statue just sits there and does not move. I think this one's not alive. Well, that's a good idea. Could be a statue memorializing children, and we're going to be killing those statues later on. So, <coughs> uh, but I'll check out the door. <coughs> check if it's trapped, and then we'll uh, trapped and locked, and then we'll go to a unlock. It shouldn't be an advantage, but 22. Okay. As you go swimming up towards the door to begin to investigate it, the statue behind you opens wide, revealing a gigantic stone mouth that just starts sucking the water in front of it towards it, including you. I need you to make a strength saving throw as you try to fight the current of this inhaling mouth. 
So by checking that for traps, the twenty-two wouldn't. Ah, damn it! You were checking uh, the, the door. An old There's... minus one on the strength saving throw. Oof! It's two, which turns into a one. The water begins pulling you towards you, towards you, and you're fighting, swimming as hard as you can, pumping your arms as it just drags you back closer and closer, pulling you inward, and you slam against these needle-sharp uh, teeth in this uh, stone mouth, and you receive... Fifteen points of piercing damage as these needles pierce all along your back. You slam against this, the back of this stone as it's inhaling you in, um, almost like an Iron Maiden. Aquaminitar, get over here. He screams out in pain. All right, I'm going to try to uh, swim in there and... Uh... I don't really know what you want me to do. <laughs> pull him out. All right, yeah, I'll pull, I'll pull, blood, I'll grab blood, and I'll kind of like stay to one side of the statue, so I'm not directly in front of it, and I'll try to like pull him out and throw him to the side. As you get close, it is sucking uh, water in almost like a funnel. I'm going to need you to make a strength saving throw, Apollyon. Easy. God damn it! You just. Thank you. Thank you. 27. You come, you're yourself at that easy comment. You come swimming up to the um, this column, grabbing blood as you just fight against this current. You grasp onto his arm. Make a strength check for me, please. 11. You're yanking as hard as you can, trying to pull him along, and the current is fighting fighting back against you. Your feet are against this uh, this pillar, and you're just straining against it, pulling as hard as you can, but it's it's caught, and his feet pull back and hit against the the uh, spikes one more time, doing um, three more points of damage to you, blood. Um, give me one more strength saving throw, Apollyon. You got one more chance at this. Fifteen. Fifteen is enough. You yank as hard as you can, pulling blood um, with um, your both hands on his arm, yanking. You sw- you blah, you pull him as hard as you can, dragging him out of the current and fling him backwards, um, back into the far chamber before pushing off. And with your uh, 60 feet of movement, with your um, coat, with your cape, you're able to swim away quickly before the um, water pressure gets you as well. Okay, so does it continue to suck in water? As you guys do pull back and uh, begin swimming behind it, you do see the mouth begin to close once more and it finally shuts. And the water kind of takes a few minutes to readjust and fill back up once again before the um, waters around this area grow calm. Okay, before we try that again, can I try and I'll I'll catch (coughs) as many frostbites as I need to uh, to try and freeze the mouth shut? Let's go back and grab some of the bodies that are back in the other chamber. 
So, um, let, let's see that spell, Eloise. Oh, okay. Go ahead and pop it up in chat for me. Yeah. So it says. Frost. So I'm, I figure if I do enough layers, it's going to start turning into ice. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it would cause frost to form over the, the thing, and you are underwater, so that would help out the matter. Um. I think what I'm going to have you do, roll for me six damage for this. Six okay. times, yeah, six times, okay. so roll the damage six times for this spell. Wow. Did okay. not so shabby. So what um yeah, total up the damage for me real 20, quick. 32, 42, 45, 53. That's pretty good. Okay, so 53 points of uh, cold. You ca continue to cast the spell over and over again over the face of uh, the statue and a, a layer forms a frost another one another one um, the I, the water around this area is cold already it's actually been pretty cold down here not like ice ice cold but definitely not hot either and so a layer begins to form over this uh, the beveled edge of what you now know to be the stone mouth and after a while a decent size um a decent sized layer of ice begins to coat the front of the statue we want to grab one of the bodies just in case but yeah at least hopefully this will help make it a little bit harder maybe give us a few seconds more yeah right, right. We'll, we'll, i'll push off and go i'll go grab one of those bodies from the, <coughs> the main room you guys can Stay here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You go swimming down real quick. Grab, grab one of the bodies. Yeah, grab one of the Saugen. One of the Saugen, one of the um, fish-like creatures. You can do that. Yep. I'll bring him up here. And I'll go real quickly to the door, and right when I get to the door, I'll, like, about-face and push the Saugen back towards the statue. So you push the Saugen towards the statue, and it begins fl uh, floating towards the door a little bit. You see the face on the, the column shift a little bit and flex as though trying to open. You hear a bit of a creaking sound, but it does not seem to open. Nice. Uh, is the door unlocked? The door is unlocked. And? And thanks to blood, we know that it's not trapped. Heck yeah. All right. It yeah. is definitely not trapped. 
Now, you go swimming, you find a, a, another staircase leading downward to another door. These fucking doors. Check that door. If I need to check for traps, I will. This is an elaborate the, place. There is no traps, and it is not locked. Yeah, there's someone open. Pushing open the door, what you do find is a long stairway. Or I already read that. You open the door to find yourself in a diamond-shaped room with a ten-foot-high ceiling. A long stone platform runs from north to south in this chamber, which stairs on either side descending another 20 or so feet downward toward a bed of sand on either side. Coral grows along the walls on over the sand along the walls over the sand, and you can see long strands of kelp growing in several places inside the sand. Do you see any other movement besides the coral and the kelp? Make a perception check. You do not see any other movement other than the kelp kind of waving a bit in the current of the water. What about Eloise 23? Again, there is no other movement. Um, you do see now that you're kind of looking down over into the sand. You can see, you're looking at the kelp itself, and you, it is moving and waving a little bit in the current. The kelp, the the stalks of the kelp, however, look quite a bit thicker than kelp you'd seen in previous rooms. Does the water in this room taste different? It does not. So thicker kelp than the the room that it was uh, covering the statues. Yes, the the stems themselves are, are, are thicker. There are you guesstimate almost broom width. Okay, maybe Probably maybe let's just stay on the path. The yeah, let, let's stay on the path, guys. Just just in case, you know. <coughs> Roger that. <coughs> Alright, we'll continue south. Okay. The platform leads you to a small stairway leading downward, about ten feet or so, until you reach an intersecting an intersection leading to two rooms. In the, one of the rooms, the room to the east, you can you find another statue, and to the south, a, a much smaller stone slab uh, um, depicting uh, that seems to be a mural, a carving. Yes, yeah, yeah, so you go ahead, big guy. <laughs> yeah, I want to check out the carving. Okay. Uh, perception or investigation? Yeah, go ahead and give me an invest or yeah, a perception check. I think that makes more sense. <coughs> right in the middle. 
So what you see before you is a marble sl uh, slab of stone depicting a massive tree with long boughs and roots curling along the bottom. A large eye opens in the center of the tree with a staircase leading down from its iris towards the base, very similar to the statues that you guys had found in the coral room, the bases of the statues. Multiple humanoids outline uh, multiple humanoid outlines are depicted walking down the staircase from the eye with even more humanoid shapes around the base of the dais worshiping the tree in a variety of poses but these are far more detailed than the ones in the other chamber go ahead and give me a history check apollyon okay Uh, nice. As you examine the humanoids, you can see key details on the figurines, allowing you to guess um, at the races they're trying to depict. You can see um, figures representing Dragonborn and Kenku, Tabaxi, Halflings, Goliath, Luxodon, uh, Minotaurs, Merfolk, Bugbears, Furblogs, Goblin and Hobgoblin, Lizard Folk, Kobolds, Tortles, and even Yuan-Ti are represented among the carvings. So, what about elves or dwarves? You the only three he didn't mention were humans, elves, and dwarves. God damn it. Um, not exactly. With that 23... Uh, there are five uh, races that you do not see depicted here. Humans, dwarves, elves, uh, orcs, and uh, gnomes are not represented on the statue. You can also, now that you're kind of looking, now that you're looking at them, you also see that there's quite a few gems um, inset into this, um, this carving. You see a, a big a big diamond, uh, several uh, sapphires, um, a dozen or more of emeralds and rubies. It's quite ornate. I motion to blood. Blood, you gotta see this. Shiny. Yeah, I'd be a little hesitant to be taking things out of this, bud, but... Look, look, it's <coughs> take this little jewel that's in the tabaxi. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, god damn it, I'm gonna fucking do this, aren't I? Uh, can I get up? Are you a rogue or ain't you? Start, uh, fuck you, bastard. If I can start checking this thing out, looking, check the walls, check everywhere, see if there's like little fucking mouths, or if there's holes for... To shoot fucking needles out at me <laughs> if you even touch this thing. I'm just looking for the whole spectrum. Go ahead and roll an investigation check for holes. <coughs> I don't need to roll for the hose. The hose find me. You do a very thorough examination of this room, and you do not find any holes or anything that 
gives you the idea that there might be a, a trap in this room. <coughs> as much as I would like to take all of these gems, this just seems like a bad idea. I will leave it up to the group, but I, I think this treasure, is treasure, 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 treasure. I'll, you know what? Then I will, I will give him like you know, somebody used a prime out. I was like, here, go ahead and take a shot, buddy. I, I, I just, I don't think this is a good idea. Until everything down here has been a fucking nightmare. I can't imagine taking off something that looks as significant as that, because that's their origin story. When Grobajar was screaming at me in that tent when I told him the tabaxi theory on where our people came from, he depicted this exact thing. The dreamer with this tree and the races being brought here in some triumphant, benevolent thing. I don't think this is a good idea. To take Do you think these people are crazy? Well, they're batshit crazy, but that's not the point. I just don't know about take. I mean, this is this is like their fucking origin story right here. This is how they think the the dreamer brought them here. I'd just like to point out if she can tell that we're trying to take a rest, she'll tell if we're trying to take something from her shrine. There's that too. I, I mean, maybe we, maybe if she's down here, we find her, we kill her, then maybe we can come back and take a few souvenirs. But for now, I, I mean, unless... Uh, I just think it's a bad idea. Yeah, we still gotta face her anyways. So maybe we should, maybe should, we should hold off on the things that might hurt us till after we face something that will definitely hurt us. But then again, maybe these gems are the only thing that do hurt her. <laughs> Never know. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm gonna go check out the other room. You guys decide what you want to do. I mean, I would oh, love... is there a door? I'm hoping very much. <laughs> there is not a door. Um... Okay. I would love hours to be able to investigate that mural, but... Because that, that's a very significant historical find. But So, Eloise, um, in the chamber to the east, you find uh, the statue, uh, another statue of a cloaked woman with a featureless face. Place, place at her feet, you discover a small onyx chest, very similar to the one you guys had seen in the far side room. The other one was onyx, too? Yes. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go up to it. Okay, you go swimming up towards the statue. And there... Towards the box. Toward the box, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I will have the crossbow trained on the statue. If it moves an inch, it's getting shot. Oh. I regret everything. Player regrets everything. The character doesn't know better. Eloise goes swimming down towards the chest, gently reaching her hand out, grasps the sides of it. I'm not opening it without blood telling me I can open it. I'm not that dumb. Okay. Uh, 
Alright, so check for traps. It's gonna go badly, I'm sure, for blood, but we'll do an investigation. It's 22 for blood to get stabbed by another statue. Blood goes swimming down towards the statue, begins looking it over very carefully, fearing the worst. I'm going to keep my eye on the statue while he's focusing on the box. And as he is looking down at over the the, stat, the box, Eloise, you're staring up at the statue, mm-hmm. waiting for it to make a move. The freaking see, weeping angel, I know it! You see the, the arms there held out in position as blood gently lifts open the box lid. The weeping angel's got me terrified. Why did you say that? <laughs> And there he finds a single golden key. Oh, goddammit. With the shape of an eye at the far end. You know, I really hate you sometimes. You know, that? you're going to give me a fucking heart attack. <laughs> oh, man, he was nice. I was thinking the whole time he was going to be like, and you open the chest next time. And I die instantly, yeah. That's what I was thinking. No, you just make you wait a week. All right, let, let, let's... Oh, let's... that too. Let's get out of this room before the statue decides that it doesn't want to be nice anymore. Well, you can't not look at it now, because you just mentioned the Weeping Angel Uh Uh-huh, yeah, I'm backing out backwards. I'm backing out of this room. (laughs) You all go backing out very carefully. Eloise swimming in this kind of odd (laughs) position to keep her eye on this statue that you are all just absolutely terrified of. And... Eloise, you are the last person to leave, and as you go through around that corner, heading back north, you take one last glimpse of the statue, and you freeze. Did it just move? You bastard! You know that? No, it definitely didn't. You keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, Wall of Thorns <laughs> comes out of the staff. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. What, what was on the other key? This um, one had an eye. Well, you, 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 a tentacle, a tree, and an eye. A tentacle, a tree, and an eye. Okay, so we oh, have Yeah, three I have the tentacle one. So you all go swimming back up north, up the stairs, into the wide room with a bottom filled with sand. Your eyes all kind of gazing down toward it. Sure you don't want to go down and check out the, the, the kelp? Yeah, I'm good. No, I think, I think we're okay. I, I, I mean, still sucking. it's interesting. It, it, mm-hmm. We're not going to your murder kelp. <laughs> You go swimming back into the next chamber, and as you as you go sw- swimming up, Liam goes flying by. Blood, you're a little bit slower as you reach the top, and you're staring at the statue with, with that ice-covered face, and you can see it quivering as you as you guys um, each go one by one in front of it, and you all hurry as fast as you can, trying to swim back through. Is the body still like hereish in front? The body is just there, there, uh, floating in the water a little bit in front of it. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So wait, I have the tentacle one, and it's a silver key. And blood, you just grabbed a gold key. What color was the other one? Was the tree? Or what? 
metal was there, the tree. I think I, I think that was when my shit was cut now, but didn't I hear something that was like a jade? Did I hear? Brass. 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 Okay, brass was the tree. What was, and what was the tentacle? Tentacle is silver. Silver, so silver, gold, and brass, okay. And now we just gotta figure out which one goes where. It's honestly not that difficult. Each each lock is distinct in the fact that yeah. you can <laughs> you can look at the key and figure out which uh, lock it goes into. I'm it's, guessing the, we're gonna do that next week. <laughs> I'm assuming at this. Point. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that each of you do find your your keyhole, insert your key into it, and turn. And once you turn it, you do hear the rumbling sound as the bars slide up and open. And we will find out what's beyond next week. I'm going to keep my shark right here, because it's probably going to need it next week. <laughs> so there you go. Good job, everybody. Um, um, yeah. yeah. I thought you might have actually gotten into the bottom, into the next chamber this session, but that's okay. We'll start. We'll start right there at the beginning of next. What did the person post in chat that had to be deleted? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, oh, wait a minute. No, what it was? It it was um, something along along the lines of, "Hey, if you want more followers, blah blah blah." Oh. And like it, it uh, dotted off after that, so I just deleted yeah. it. It's just bullshit. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, great job tonight, guys. Um, thank you to everybody who is watching this evening. We appreciate you um, tuning in and enjoying our sessions. Make sure you come back next Monday when we find out what the Fab Five actually find in that lower chamber. So have a good evening, and we'll see you next Monday. Good night. Yes. Death. 40.